Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. Hey, we did it. Hey, we did it. Oh, I don't know that we decided like on a name for this. Like I know I named it something uh uh today we're gonna tell you about haunted places, maybe. There you go. Probably. Sort Probably. Of. Uh yeah, a little bit. But before we get started, Samantha, <laughs> what are we drinking? We are drinking one that's more geared towards yours because i couldn't find one for mine that really fit or at least not one that i could actually get the ingredients oh and that's Um, gonna be pretty great because i'm going second so everybody gets to wait in anticipation for what mine is (laughs) so it is called the devil's margarita you are going to use one and a half ounces of tequila one ounce lime juice three-fourths ounce simple syrup one half ounce red wine And you're obviously going to add them all to a shaker with ice, shake until well chilled, strain into a cocktail glass, and everything but the wine. And then you're going to float the red wine on top by slowly pouring it over using the back of a spoon, which I've seen bartenders do, and I can't do that. I tried to do it with the other one that we had that was separated, and I messed it up. I'm not (laughs) good at it. It sounds sounds really lovely if you can make it work, but it's fine. Just mix it all up. And yeah. then garnish it with a lime wheel. I mean, I, all you do is just kind of dump a bunch of stuff in a glass and yeah. call it a day. It just makes it fancy. So, cheers. cheers. You can't cheers with your water. It's bad luck. Can't help it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, today Samantha is going to kick us off on our haunted places i don't even know that it's like haunted like legendary places maybe uh sort of i guess you be the judge you tell us what it is okay they're places and things that's (laughs) gonna be the that's gonna be the name of this episode places and things where stuff happened (laughs) where stuff happened places where stuff happened there you go that's great uh i gotta write that down or else i have to write it. it yeah Actually, I'm just going to type it it in. What was it? Places. Places where stuff happened. Where stuff happened. This is how the magic happens. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's magic. All right. So I am going to tell you about Skeeto's Hole, also known as the hole that will not stay filled. It sounds dirty. I knew you were going to take it there. I knew it. But that's that's all I could. That's, that's how it's known. So this story takes place in Newton, Alabama, around a bridge over the Choctawatchee River. In this story, a southern soldier, it didn't say which side he was supposed to be fighting for, but as it was the Civil War, I'm sure it was the Confederates. Although, as I get along in the story, that does come into question whether that was the case. So it just says Southern soldier because I guess it wasn't super clear. And his name was Bill Skeeto. Left, he left the battlefield to go home to his sick wife. Some stories claim he paid someone to fill his spot for him, but I'm not sure how that worked. And we've had plenty of stories where people just walked off. So I, I think it could go either way. But apparently at some point, you could actually do that. It was allowed. You could just pay somebody to fill your spot, which I found kind of fascinating, honestly. 
When he was on his way back home from picking up some medication for his wife, he ran into a group of soldiers led by Captain Joseph R. Brer. Despite Skeeto's pleas claiming he was innocent, the company determined him to be a deserter and sentenced him to be hanged, a sentence they immediately carried out themselves from a limb of a nearby water oak tree. Okay, that was cruel. Quick. I mean, they just <laughs> made judgment and sentenced. Well, it's it's going to be like that sometimes, I guess. In war times, the that's, I guess, how it works. Unfortunately, as Skeeto was so tall, he could actually touch the ground so he didn't die. The soldiers solved that problem by digging out a hole by apparently using a crutch that one of them had and was using to walk. Um, they used the crutch to dig out a hole under his feet so that he couldn't stand any longer, and so he died. That's savage. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's still, he's hanging there the whole time they're doing this, by the way. I mean, that's the only way they could have done it. So they're just slowly digging out under his feet while he's hanging there. <laughs> Ableism takes an L for the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and he's still just hanging there. He's like, bro, my feet are touching. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, how else did they know how far how far they had to dig? Uh, so, you know what? That's he's brutal. You can people have been measuring things for millennia. a really long time. I don't understand. How this <laughs> they is picked the wrong branch on this tree. I guess I don't know. Who knows? I mean, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna say somebody's guilty of something, sentence them to death, and then carry out said sentence, at least make sure the branch is high enough that it, you can actually fulfill the sentence but yeah and whatever. i thought like well i know i'm guessing uh, i'm guessing measurements and and math was not their strong suit no well have you ever like uh listened to people talk about how hangings happen like there's a lot of math that goes into it they have to take like the weight of the person the height of the person and like the thickness of their neck and it goes into like how tall it's gonna be how fast they can drop. Yeah, how fast ideally, they can drop. Ideally, their neck snaps, so. Yeah. Just hanging there. Well, ideally, and hopefully their whole head doesn't, like, pop all the way off. Yeah, that that's too. happened. And then, like, the uh, width and, like, density of the rope. Like, there's a lot that goes into it, which is, I mean, mm -hmm. that's disgusting. Um, any form of, like, well, you guys know how we feel about that. But, like, I just find that super interesting. That so much like math and thought goes into executions because it's. A well, I mean, think thing. about it. Even now, it it is because of the kind of medications they use for lethal injections, or you know, the way that the electric chair is set up. The idea is, even back then, I think to the to a large extent, when they did sentence somebody to die, if it was an actual sentence carried out by a judge and jury i think the majority of the time they weren't trying to torture these people they wanted it to be a quick death one and done um to the best of their ability i mean there were definitely some that they wanted to torture but i think over over overall for the most part i don't think that was their goal but yeah that's I, I don't want to. I don't want to study any more into that i'm good um i'll take your word for it but <laughs> I don't remember what Each podcast it was. If it was, I think it was Sinisterhood, and they covered like the different forms of torture over the centuries. Oh wow! I, I think it was them. that. Sounds familiar. I I I uh, I've been listening to that, and that's why we drink. And they mentioned, I think, 
that they were listening to a podcast that would talk about that kind of thing. So yeah, it was a whole episode. Something like I that. mean, that would be pretty cool. Actually, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be cool because like when I was listening to it, I was literally like screaming in my car because I'm squeamish as fuck. <laughs> so so why you would listen to that? I have no I idea. Don't know. But okay. <laughs> to take it in a different direction, by the way, I am not in a blanket tent today. It's more of a blanket fort. <laughs> it is. It's so dark it's in there terrifying. too. It's dark. I have my husband's ring light because he doesn't need it anymore uh, for his desk. So I stole it and put it in here so you can see me. That would have been really creepy. So I don't have to hold my phone. Like, guys, I was literally holding my phone with the flashlight on the whole time on the last podcast (laughs) so she could see me (laughs) under my little blanket tent. Anyway, uh, so he was buried and you can still visit his grave at Mount Carmel Cemetery near what was his home in Dale County, Alabama. Unfortunately, ghost hunters damaged the headstone a few years ago, so it's now surrounded by a fence to attempt to protect it from further damage, which is just ridiculous, dude. Like, be interested by all means, but be respectful. It's not that hard. Yeah. Now, well, you're going to get that with any anything that's I know slightly popular. People like hooligans. Destroy. Yeah. Hooligans. Hooligans. Now, I was able to find a story from ExploreSouthernHistory.com that went into more detail as to the historical account of the hanging. And it seems like a lot of ghost stories, much of like with a lot of them, much of it's true, or at least it has like a vein of truth. And then it's kind of ad-libbed or exaggerated. We talked about that last time. Um, So there are actual historical records that can kind of corroborate a lot of this, but obviously some that can't. Historical records do indicate that several men were hanged in Dale County, Alabama in December of 1864 by members of Captain Joseph R. Brer's company, which was not actually a home guard company, but instead was a Confederate union assigned to enforce the conscription or military draft in the region. So basically what I get out of this is they weren't actual guards. They were there to make sure people went and fought. They weren't actually doing anything. They weren't fighting in the war. So they were like, I'm trying to think it's of kind like of what it sounds like to me. A fantasy. It sounds like a fantasy book I once read and I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it might be a popular one. I don't remember. Anyways, it sounds it sounds like post-apocalypse, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like a situation honestly. like that. Ugh. Brer was a seasoned military officer who had served with the Army of Northern Virginia for much of the war. Curiously, most of the men he captured during his operations in and around Dell County were sent to serve in the Confederate Army. Those who were hanged were generally accused of helping either the Union Army or the Raider gangs that were made up of deserters and others who regularly attacked towns and homes in the region. So... They didn't hang everybody. They, from what could be construed from history, it was specifically those helping the other side or refusing to join, essentially. Like, you can go or we're just going to kill you. Sure, 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 sure. So for them, the idea is like, okay, so if they did choose to do this, did they assume he was helping the Union Army or did they have some kind of proof or rumors that he was like what's the real story here 
While the pre precise events that led to Skeeto's hanging are not known at this time, a few details cast some doubt on the traditional story. First, there is no record of him ever having been a Confederate soldier. He was of military age and would have been subject to service in the Confederate Army, unless he had a compelling excuse. Legend holds that he was a Methodist minister, which could have been the reason he never entered the Army. As far as the story of him hiring a substitute to fight in his place, that part of the legend is definitely not true. The Confederacy had outlawed this practice well before the time of his death. So, it was legal at one point in time, but they had outlawed it. So, I wonder if maybe he did pay somebody to do it, but they had outlawed it in between. Because that's also a possibility. Because, obviously, they needed more people because people were dying left and right. So, well, they're like, yeah. okay, you guys can't pay anybody anymore. We need bodies. That's like any any war that you get into. But like what's what kind of pisses me off is the fact that not only do churches not have to pay taxes, but apparently they don't have to get drafted. So no, what the fuck? That, that would have made him exempt, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but okay. Yeah, sure. Same. I guess it's the theory that um they would be like a uh what's it called? peaceful objector or whatever it's called where they object to the war as a whole and object to the use of guns so it's like we can't force you to kill somebody if that's against your beliefs in the so vein of that like everybody who has that oh no i agree like it just makes it you there's, have to there's a term for it i can't remember what it is but it was in um hacksaw but ridge both of us are like brain farting really bad tonight. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm still getting this house ready to move in and the kids are coming this weekend. So, okay. We're almost there. <laughs> uh, conscientious objector. That's what it oh, was. Yeah, that's it. They, if they filed as that, they did not have to serve. Um, I guess in World War One is is maybe so this was probably this was prior to that. So I don't know if they had anything along those lines. But yeah, apparently if you were a minister. You didn't have to. Not if you, it was against your beliefs, though, because they didn't even ask him. They were just like, hey, you're not going. You're going to die. So, what is known is that the men of Briars, Briars, I can't, I don't, I'm close enough, Calvary engaged in heavy operations in and around Dell County after a group of raids attacked a Confederate ammunition wagon and murdered a Southern officer. A pitched battle was fought in what is now Geneva County in November of 1864 that resulted in the hangings of two men captured following the fight. One of them, Doc Prim, was a soldier from the 1st Florida U.S. Cavalry operating undercover in the region. Skeeto was hanged within days of Prim and the other man. All three of the hangings took place at Newton, and there is actually some evidence that a second man was hanged on the same day as Bill. The description of the hole being dug beneath his feet with a crutch appears to be true, as it was described by several men who were present at the time. So that's gross uh -huh. and amazingly brutal. After his death, Skeeto's body was displayed briefly in Newton as a warning to others and then buried by his family at Mount Carmel Cemetery in nearby Echo, Alabama. So not only did they hang him, but they put him out on display for a few days just so everybody could see. What is this, um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, it kind of like, sounds like Game of Thrones, actually. Maybe that's what you were thinking about earlier. It might have been. No, it wasn't. It was... 
I think it was like a sci-fi. I, it doesn't matter what I was thinking of. Things in my head don't make sense anyway. This is um, true. <laughs> but like, All right. So while the story is completely terrible, we haven't actually gotten to the interesting part. That's true. I'm As sorry. you might have deduced from the title I provided, the hole that was dug to ensure Skeeto died refuses to remain filled. Many people have attempted to fill it with trash, dirt, stone, or debris, only to find the hole cleared again the following morning. Wait, the legend how, is that how deep what? is it? It wasn't very deep. It was like a and I say wasn't. You'll find out why. I'm saying it past tense. Okay. The legend is that the ghost of Bill Skeeto was still swinging from the limb, and his feet were clearing anything that might have filled the hole on a nightly basis. Oh, spooky! That's the ghost part of it. Now, before you get too excited, the hole no longer exists, so we can't go visit it. Unfortunately, oh. it was obliterated by a massive flood of the Choctawatchee in 1990. The site is now covered by rock that was piled under the modern Newton Bridge to prevent it from being undermined by flood waters. Even a ghost is unable to sweep those rocks away, so I guess technically it was finally filled. Maybe Skeeto's ghost was tired and said, fine, I'll let it stay uh, filled this time, and then just left. Yeah, I'm tired of wearing my legs out, bro. Right. <laughs> there is a reconstruction of the hole that will not stay filled, and an interpretive sign was placed near the original site at the Riverside Park by Highway 123-134 Bridge at Newton. Just cross the bridge from town and you will see the park on your left, quote unquote. That was in the article to let you know. So just cross the bridge from town and you'll see the park on your left. Oh, okay. Easy enough. All Straightforward. Right. So interesting note. In this situation, no one has claimed to see the actual ghost from what I could tell. It was just simply assumed that the ghost was cleaning out the hole nightly. So it could have just been a hot spot of like ghostly activity or paranormal activity or just a paranormal phenomenon. When you say it like that, like cleaning out the hole every night, I didn't go to like him swinging from a branch and kicking everything out of the hole. Like my thought was this ghost is like cursed to go back to this hole every night and be like, damn it, they put more shit in here and have to like pick it up and take it away. Fuck, <laughs> he wasn't even guilty in the first place, man. I arrest. Could you imagine like like you die? I, I would do if I died, let's be honest, I'm gonna be cleaning up shit all the time no matter what, because I'm not gonna be able to deal with it. Uh, well my guess needs to be I with know. your ghost because you know I'm not gonna clean up. <laughs> no, you're gonna make the mess and I'm gonna be the one cleaning it up after you. There we go. I mean, that we should have been married. Ugh. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it would be so chaotic. I'll um, let somebody else handle that. <laughs> my poor husband. Goodness gracious. It's so funny. People are, will say some uh, I've had it said a couple times. Well, several times, actually. You're just so patient. How are you so patient? I'm like, dude, you've obviously not met my friends. <laughs> Listen to our podcast and you'll understand a little bit. Yeah. Actually, my sister-in-law said that. She was like, I know me and, and Montana would get along so well. And God bless you for putting up with both of us. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm to the point where like I've spent so many years like trying to cover it up that I'm just now like leaning hardcore into it. I'm like, I've noticed. Just, just be you. Like, stop stressing about it and just be you. And I'm like, you know what? I've, I feel less stressed now than i ever have which i'm still you have plenty to laugh about though you give yourself plenty of things to laugh about that is so true i lost a plant yesterday i don't know where it's at 
well, you have backup, so I think you'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. I have like 60 or 70 plants. It doesn't matter. And, get, and there's more coming. Yeah. Speaking of like people listening to, I know we're going off on a tangent. That's what this podcast is. Hey, welcome to it. Uh, talking to my therapist Monday, apparently she's been listening. So hi, therapist. I'm not going to name her on here, but uh, uh, hey. What's up? She's like, this gives me so much more material to talk to you about during our meetings. I think it really does. I think it might help. <laughs> <laughs> There's something weird about your therapist listening to your podcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> when she said it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> no. Just don't tell me. Uh, don't make any conclusions based on that. Anyways, back to it. I'm sorry. On themoonlitroad.com, the story goes even further, as told by Mayor Mike Bird from the city of Newton. Quote, the aftermath of those facts is where we get into the realm of more facts and fiction, depending on your fancy. And that is, the hole George Eccles dug under Bill Skeeto's feet is still here 146 years later. There are not many holes 30, oh, here's the size, 30 inches around and 8 inches deep that will survive that long especially in a remote area like this where there's nobody to tend to them. So it raises the question, who keeps that hole? Who maintains it? In addition, the fact that the hole survives, the six men who per participated in the hanging all subsequently died very mysterious deaths. For instance, Captain Brayer of the Home Guard was out riding his horse shortly thereafter and on a clear day with not a breath of wind blowing and he was struck by a fallen limb. Well, I mean, that's just, like, bad luck. Except for it's all six men. Another man was struck by lightning. Well, I mean, lightning is an issue. George Eccles was found dead in a swamp of unknown causes. He probably drank too much, or, you know. Very likely. Tuberculosis <laughs> or something. Another man riding a mule he'd ridden his whole life, I guess, and never had any problems with. One day, the mule just ran out from under him or ran away with him. He fell off and died, and the mule took off for no apparent reason. Well, so first off, don't ride a mule. Uh, that, number one. That's not really what they're, they're there for. <laughs> There's horses. Uh, number two, he probably saw a snake or something. You know, it was the, what, 1800s? I mean, anything could kill you, really. Yeah. I, you, think about it. <laughs> you take a deep breath and you could die. Like, back then. It is a little bit weird that you've got several mysterious deaths of the people. And then it says there were two others that died of equally mysterious deaths. But it doesn't say what specifically it was. So combine the fact of the mysterious deaths of the six men who participated in the hanging. In fact, the hole is still here. If it is not some mortal human being over the course of 146 years who keeps that hole cleaned out, then who is it and what is it? And that's where you're left to judge for yourself. When it comes to like things like this, I always think like maybe there's a, and I just said like a lot and I'm sorry, but maybe what if there's like a family that lives nearby and like in their, um, like growing up and things like that there's like this one grandpa who's like all right we gotta go to this hole every day and we gotta clear shit out because we just want to fuck with people <laughs> that would be amazing entertainment for yeah. your entire life yeah could you imagine like you be back there going he, 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 that was me last night yeah, you're a teenager and your grandpa's like, all right, we got to go clear this hole out. And you're like, we Why? already talked about the kid that was like bored one day and just started oh, yeah. dressing. 
fucking legend. That was that might have been my favorite, my favorite one of these type stories that I've done so far. I don't know what lurks below was pretty top. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> it was right on up there. Oh my gosh, those quotes. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that's all I have for that. Unfortunately, I really hate that it's not there anymore, so you can't check it out. But one way or another, it did get filled and. You can't go to it. But, I mean, for all we know, it's just covered. Like, it's not actually filled. It's just covered over top. Well, I mean, it depends on what... it's huge rocks. Like What you're saying covered means. So, like, covered could be, like... The hole is still there, but over top of the hole is covered up with rocks. With, like, yeah, rocks. And the rocks aren't in it. Yeah. But what if rocks are in it? Is that still covered? Then I guess he gave up. He was just like, look, fine. You can have it. I don't know. Maybe he just said not have the string. Maybe. Or like. This is just too much, dude. Yeah. Too much. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> the kid that was supposed to have 46 his... years. Whew. Oh, I, mine's. Well. I'm just saying if the, if the ghost is doing this for 146 years, bless him. It's time for him to move on. Yeah. I just want to like traumatize people for 126 years. I don't want to like. not surprise me. Dig well, out you're on your way. I'm already <laughs> working on it. <laughs> I'm pretty successful at it too. I got myself on the back. Uh, I don't have to do a lot of work there. Anyways, good job, good story. Um, my story is the Devil's Tramping Ground. Da da da, and that's why our theme is the Devil's Margarita. The Devil's tramping ground actually has several different names sorry my dog just shook um waits until you hit record every time i know he always yeah he waits until (laughs) i hit record also i'm not gonna list out my resources in the episode it's gonna be in the show notes you can go look at it there's a little bit of bonus in there too you can go and read more about this if you so choose to do uh i just have so many resources (laughs) that it would take me quite a while to go through. Um, anyways, it over the years has kind of gone through different names. And we'll kind of get into why. Um, anyway, so located in a camping spot in a forest near Harper's Crossroads area in Bear Creek, North Carolina. The Devil's Tramping Ground is a 40-foot ring in the middle of a clearing in the forest where no vegetation grows, just a whole bunch of dirt. Okay. Yep. It kind of looks like a burned area when I look at the photos. Um, Lore says nothing has grown in the area for over 300 years. Some say even longer based on some indigenous legends. Uh, However, I couldn't find where or what tribe this lore quote-unquote came from so i don't know if that's like white people just making up shit to make it spookier uh hashtag stephen king uh <laughs> or if it was an actual like you know and that's not me dissing stephen king i, I like stephen king but anyway he can make uh, some very creepy yeah things out of very normal yeah. things and we're, we're right back at pet cemetery <laughs> so everything's just that when you said nothing grew nothing grew uh for 300 years 
Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he got his idea from this. I don't know. Maybe. Um, he gets a lot of his ideas based on stuff like this, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. But what is the devil's tramping ground? The most commonly known legend says that the spot where the devil himself comes out at night to pace in a circle, thinking of ways to bring evil into the world. My boy Satan needs to make a vision board. <laughs> there are better ways. We've we've grown. It's time to move on. I think a vision board would be more helpful. Does anyone have Possibly. Satan's email? I'm just Don't you? I am Satan. <laughs> that explains so much. Also, why you're still stomping around rather than doing a vision board. That's true. ADD. Yeah. There. Uh, other tales say the area is uh, a location where a UFO once touched down, and the strange radiation from its extraterrestrial engines has permanently exterminated the grass. I found an amazing article on the Devil's Tramping Ground on North Carolina Ghosts website. The link is going to be in the resources. That has a pretty great explanation of all these, all the theories, but I'm going to go ahead and quote the possible reasoning behind the UFO theory. And it explains it so well, because it kind of goes through like evolutions. Originally, it was the devil's tramping ground um, simply because Christianity and all of that stuff was very prevalent in the time. Mm -hmm. And then when you got to like, 60s 70s and things like that sci-fi started coming about and things like that and that's when the idea for a ufo came in but here's uh the quote directly from that article similarly the story of the devil's tramping ground as a site for a ufo landing may be a way of dealing with cold war anxieties and the rapid changes in technology and social structure in the later half of the 20th century, the threat of uncontrollable forces that could completely disrupt someone's life shifted as the cultural context through which life was experienced shifted. The threat went from being demons to being aliens. The unseen forces changed from magic to radiation. Makes Which sense. Is, yeah, like, it just when you look at it like that and like the evolution of like lore and legend and things like that, they do tend to change with like how technology and social structures do change. And I was just like, man, that's super deep. Meanwhile, it's probably not that deep. And I'm just like obsessed. <laughs> it could go either way. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I am thinking like, even with Chernobyl, I mean, with what happened there, they still have vegetation growing. So yeah. I don't know what kind of radiation we're talking about. Well, we're talking about, um, hang on, uh, what, what was it? Extraterrestrial engines. Oh, of course. Silly me. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know. Dudes need to figure out what they need to use when they come to our planet and not destroy our stuff. They need to be a little more careful. Well, you don't know what's in that alien juice. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, anyway, to kind of go back to what I was saying, um, and I wrote this in here before I thought about that. Anyways, 
If you look at the timeline of these changes, in theory, it does kind of make sense. Spiritualism and the devil and all that was in high regards during that time. Um, when it was the devil's tramping gra- ground. It had a short-lived life as a mysterious UFO landing site, however, because a new theory came up. Of course. Most recently, a sign was posted at the site renaming the Devil's Tramping Ground as, quote, the Chatham County Vortex, unquote. And claiming, this is about to get real wild, okay? I'm waiting. And, like, I'm about to show how stupid I am. <laughs> um... You've because never done that before. I wrote in my notes literally how stupid I am. Because <laughs> as I was, we're, we're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a new sign was put up uh, claiming that it was the Chatham County Vortex. And claiming that the site is the anchor of the Magdalene Crystal Column of Energy. Magdalene Energy is an idea that has emerged out of England in the past decade. This theory proposes that the planet is surrounded by a web of divine mayray, energy that is an expression of a divine feminine presence bundled, bundling this idea with earlier English traditions of Jesus traveling to the British Isles at some point in his life, while also incorporating this into a mysticism based on Jungian psychology and feminist readings of Arthurian legend. So there's a lot going on there, but (laughs) what might be the most interesting for the history of the devil's tramping ground in all of this is that for the first time, the spot is being associated with positive supernatural forces instead of negative ones. Hmm. So I kind of went into a rabbit hole well, that's a first. <laughs> I had never, I'd literally never heard of the Magdalene energy. No, or what that's, have you. that's a new one for me. So I saved us all a little bit of a headache. <laughs> and I looked that shit up. I just want to point out that I'm apparently, uh, this is me writing in my notes. I just want to point out that I'm apparently illiterate because I kept thinking it was the Magdalena and not realizing it was Mary Magdalene from the freaking Bible until I went to their website. They have a website. Of course they do. And I'm going to read you a bit from their site. So... Mary Magdalene served as divine plan, served a divine plan that began 2,000 years ago. At that time, she anchored the divine feminine Christ light on earth. Now she entreats all of us to join her in her powerful missions. She calls us to the work of balancing the divine masculine and feminine energies within ourselves and our planet. Mary Magdalene carried a broad range of healing frequencies, including oneness, peace, and tenderness. Through guided energy sessions, 
Magdalene Healing Practitioners assist clients to activate Mary Magdalene's healing energies within themselves. Wow. This took a turn. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) This took a turn. And I just want to point out, for the low, low price of $15 a month, (laughs) you too can have your own sessions towards your path of the Magdalene. And for $33, you can purchase a one-ounce bottle of Magdalene Presence Essence, which sounds gross. You can also- so we went from it being the devil's tramping ground to UFOs to what? A healing energy? Yeah. Like, and I still, it's not like. So how is it a healing energy if nothing grows there? Like, That's a good point. That's a good point. I actually didn't think about that. I was just so enraptured at the fact that I could spend $33 <laughs> on a one ounce bottle of patchouli oil. Or I can spend $33 on a very not good portrait of Mary Magdalene, if I had to say so myself. So you can also get that. Or I can spend my Spotify allowance on learning to become, um, I don't know, a Magdalene something (laughs) or another. It sounded like an an MLM. Cultish. Yeah. Cultish and MLM-ish. And, like, I'm not knocking anybody's, like, spiritual experience or anything like that. But this is a little wild. This is a little wild. Y'all need to calm down. And, like, if you go to their site, they have, like, they have, like, it looks like a corporation. Because they have, like, people listed there, like, and what they do, what their job thing is. And I'm just like, this is, for something I have never heard of. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. This is so intense. If listeners, if you have heard of this or you've been a part of it or you're currently a part of it, first off, leave. And second off, email us. I want to know. I just, have you ever splashed yourself with the Magdalene presence essence? And how how did that feel? Uh, What did that do for you? Um, It apparently makes my dog bark. So, yeah. Just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I will link um, their website in the show notes if you want to go get your own essence of Magdalene. Present essence of Magdalene. Uh, ew. Power to you. <laughs> it just sounds so bad. Essence. Uh, the essence <laughs> of a person who died years ago. Which is you- 2000, over 2000 years ago. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, friends, y'all need to calm down. Anyway, that's wild. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, super wild. Moving on. Some say that if you put items into the middle of the devil's tramping ground, they will fly out in the middle of the night as if the devil himself is kicking them out. Others, uh, bro, calm down. (laughs) He's very pissed. Don't leave stuff in his place. Not my beer. <laughs> he is trying to walk around and that is in his way. Okay, sure. Um, he needs a vision board. Ugh. What if we go out there and, and we put, put a vision board, a vision board <laughs> out for the devil? Do you think it would stop? Maybe. Maybe you've solved it. I think I've solved it. Uh, episode over. We're done. 
I'm just kidding. The end. Uh, the end. Bye. Others who have attempted to stay the night in the circle report they've woken up with them and their tent outside of the circle. So they put their tent inside of the circle, and when they woke up, them and their tent were outside of the circle and anything they brought with them. There's also been, like, other accounts of, At least of, like, he doesn't keep stuff, like, keep some other stuff. He, he at least puts all of it back. It's well, just not in his space. Yeah, he's probably like, I only get 40 feet to, like, circle <laughs> around any jackwads are in here just, like, putting your tents in it. I have a bubble, too, and this happens to be the space of my bubble. Respect it. Yeah. Anytime I think of the devil, all I see is the devil from South Park and those heels. And I'm just like, oh, the devil's super cool. Anyway. Yeah. There's been other, like, stories of people when they drive their car up to the spot, their car stalls. They can't get it to move Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. Animals, like... um losing their shit inside of the circle or around the circle like animals will not go around the inside of the circle they go around it and if you look at this area if you look at like a satellite image of this area it's a very densely wooded area but starting about like 50 feet or so from the circle the 40 foot circle nothing like grass grows there, but no trees grow around it. So it looks like a larger circle with a smaller, like burn circle in the middle of it. Hmm. Are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard. I, I feel like I've seen this picture before. Probably. I have seen this before. It does look like something was burned there. Yeah. And it just never goes away. Hmm. 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 Interesting. We so, both picked some very interesting. It, it is kind of a haunted places question mark for yeah. both of us. Is it? Is it? Is it? Science? Is it? What is it? Is it aliens? Is it Mary Magdalene? Probably not. It's. I think actually, she has other things to do. You know what? I think that's going to be the title of the episode. Is it Mary Magdalene? <laughs> question mark. That's it. It's perfect. Sure. No, I'm not naming it that. Um, I might name it that. It depends on how I feel when I'm editing it tomorrow night. So <laughs> at the last minute, <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> oh yeah, I really appreciate everybody who e- emails me on Thursday night. <laughs> Just gonna say, help you distract, help distract you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. I, I have ADHD. You guys are not helping, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. So speaking of staying overnight, a reporter did. And here's their account of their night inside of the circle. And I'm just going to read directly from, like, the transcript that I found of it. Um, Not all of it, obviously. I'm going to start from the part where they actually state the night. So, he wrote, None of us woke up outside of the circle. Did I mention I brought along two large dogs and a brave female companion? Apparently this guy couldn't stay by himself. My 1988 Nissan Sentra didn't stall when I drove it over the circle. The dogs romped happily, no cowering. But with so much legend behind the place, a certain power of suggestion was hard to shake. When we were setting up my 19-year-old pup tent, for instance, my joking reference to the devil were all sounding to my ears like the lines delivered from an overconfident, skeptical character in a horror movie shortly before the slashing begins. 
getting up to, quote, use the facilities in the middle of the night was an exercise in taming the imagination. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would never catch me dead in a place like this. Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then there was my slightly embarrassing experience right before going to sleep. There had already been a couple of what's that moments when we listened to the dis, listen to and then dismiss whatever it was. Then I thought then I thought I heard footfalls. They weren't nearly loud enough to be someone walking around the tent. They were muffled, sort of ghostly. One of the dogs started stare started staring out the screen window with a dreamy look. My friend couldn't hear anything, and I soon decided I couldn't either. But I report the experience here for whatever it's worth, as evidence of the power of legend over the most dyed-in-the-wool skeptic, as a shred of affirmation for believers around Siler City who might otherwise find this story disappointing, if not a little mean-spirited, or just as proof that a lifetime of rock and roll does damage one's hearing. Meanwhile, it's true. That's why you got to get those earbuds. Meanwhile, if any fluky misfortunes come my way in the coming weeks or months, how many voices in my head and in my office are going to fail to draw the connection to my night with the devil? And one last thought, another question. If a reporter actually came away from the devil's tramping ground with an exclusive interview with the Prince of Darkness himself, would anyone this side of the National Enquirer publish it? Or would you find yourself reading a harmless story like this one while the reporter walked a yellow referral slip over to mental health? <laughs> so I, was like, I was just like, that's so interesting. Um, I truly don't know if this guy is making stuff up for clout or if I, I don't know. It seems like he's trying to say the power of suggestion is what caused him to, quote, hear things. But in the end, he's like, you wouldn't believe me if I reported that I did anyways. So maybe he's probably he not did. wrong. Yeah, but did he? Maybe he hasn't really determined why or what or how. Fair. Maybe he's trying to convince himself. Maybe. I don't know. I just like... I read that whole thing. It was such a good, like, little clip from that article. And I was like, this dude's kind of witty. I enjoy it. But also, is he, like, for like, bro, are you for real? <laughs> you don't I think don't he's for real? I, I don't. I'm, I'm willing to bet that, I mean, I guess he did actually go out there, although that's not really even proven. But I feel like he didn't actually like get in the the place he probably stayed outside of it probably and then yeah you're the power of suggestion can do a lot you can hear things that or or be more attuned to things that you can hear and take it a certain way so i'm gonna say he played it safe and that he also might have heard things but doesn't believe it himself True, maybe. Probably. I mean, if I hear something, I'm going to be like, bitch, I heard something. We're leaving. We're getting the fuck out of here. Wouldn't be investigating it, I'll tell you that much. I wouldn't even be there. Like, first off, I don't camp. You're never... Maybe. I might glamp. But 
you're not gonna catch a bitch on the ground like it's not happening sorry you can have have air mattresses (laughs) still in a tent anytime you stay in a tent everything gets damp and like you get damp and it's all the dew and like being in a tent and all that shit and for and bears you know there are bears especially in north carolina black bears and just no i'm not gonna do it how are you gonna find bigfoot if you aren't gonna be willing to be in a tent i no i'm not i'm not gonna find bigfoot bigfoot's gonna find me because he's gonna realize his one true love is sitting up here in gastonia as i triangulate myself even closer <laughs> for every listener to find me and i'm hoping one of them okay. is bigfoot listen bigfoot call me um i read my emails on thursday nights <laughs> I was about to say they have it. They have your email. So, what's that? What was I talking about? I don't remember. Oh yeah, the reporter. Oh yeah. So yeah, I just maybe he did. Maybe he did hear something. Cause I, I, I'll get to my opinion at the end. Anyway, there was also a paranormal investigator, Kevin. The custodian. Why did you put your hands on your hands? I don't know. <laughs> just in this article, okay. they named it. was just in the article, it said Paranormal Investigator Kevin, the custodian ghost hunter. And I was just like, that's like, that's his whole title. It's rather long. It's a long title, but also Kevin. First okay. name basis. That's all that matters. All right. Like uh, Cher. Yeah. Or Madonna. Or Madonna, yeah. Captured, you know what? But you could you could think of like a better just single name, like Kevin. Like, and I'm sorry if we have Kevin listeners. We don't have any Kevin listeners. Hello. If Kevin, you're if you're a Kevin listener, email us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, i.e. Montana just wants to give excuses for you guys to email her and distract her when she's supposed to be editing the podcast because she waits until the very last minute every single time and then whines about it. And hits our little friend line at me and complains if I don't hit it back, even though I'm in bed. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm working on it. Um, not very well. Um, anyways. Actively. <laughs> he, not, no, I'm not. My therapist keeps giving me ways to deal with stuff and I just forget about it. It's a great idea. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> uh, anyways, this... Kevin, the ghost hunter, uh, custodian ghost hunter, captured a mysterious fog moving through the woods while out doing an investigation. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me right now? Speaking of forgetting to do stuff. Samantha, I've sent you a picture. (laughs) No, you didn't. Send picture in the recording invite, dummy. I wrote these notes like three weeks ago, okay? That's uh, not my fault. No, I know it's not your fault. It's my fault. It's like my, it's my fault. We're going to pause while I send this picture to you. All right. The picture is on its way to you and it's the picture of the Kevin, the custodian ghost hunter, foggy picture, not the guy playing the banjo for some reason. I saved. Okay. Okay. So you see the fog? Mm-hmm. That's probably the devil. It just looks like a blurry... It looks like a picture of, of a person walking, so it's blurry. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought to you. 
But it could be the devil. Or maybe it's the devil. It, yeah, it could be the devil. In all fairness. Yeah. So it's not he's not red. No. Which wouldn't wouldn't match up with anything that I've been told all my life, but I guess it works. Well, it's kind of <laughs> white and from what we know, angels are white and wouldn't the devil want an angel? This is true. Or does he like do you like immediately turn red once you are Call? once you're a devil like uh, okay i have questions um hit me up devil. i don't have any answers uh, <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll have to talk to one of the other experts uh, okay all right um if you're an expert email me on thursday night <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god uh, so i have some exciting news for you and paul there has been a movie created based on the area called The Devil's Stomping Ground. And you and Paul can check it out. Count me out. It's still horror. You're no fun. And I'm a scaredy cat. I'm a big old baby. Yeah. Uh, but I did read like the premise of it. And it works a lot like... Um, um, what was that movie where the kids went into the woods with the camera? Blair Witch. It sounds a lot like Blair Witch. Okay. In some aspects. Is it supposed to like seem like a real I don't know. Home recording. I think it is, but I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Or it might be mm-hmm. like better quality than the Blair Witch. Or obviously it is. I think it was a newer one. Anyways, I don't know. You and Paul can watch that. Tell me how it was. I'm not gonna watch it. If you like horror, I guess anyone out there can watch it. Or even if you don't, uh, you can still watch it. That's your right. I'm glad you're being so clear about this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being like that. For extra, for extra research material, feel free to watch a horror movie that's loosely based on it. Yeah. I think there's also, from what I saw, there was an in- Investigation Discovery episode on this. I didn't watch it because mm-hmm. I don't have the patience to sit still for that long. But um, I guess you're welcome to also watch that, too, if you want. Um, so, in the end, what is the Devil's Tramping Ground, actually? For decades, people have been so interested in what this area is. And there's articles upon articles, you know, dating all the way back to the 30s of, like, people talking about this area. And back in the 1940s, it was 1946, scientists were trying to solve the mystery of the desolate circle by testing the soil. W.A. Bridges Laboratory and Wilson ran tests then... Still Flummox sent samples along to Dr. I.E. Miles, director of the Soil Testing Division of North Carolina Department of Agriculture. Tests determined that the soil was sterile, and newspapers called the mystery, quote, halfway solved. But they acknowledged even those tests did not determine why this strange circle of sterile soil existed, nor why... It has persisted for centuries. There's- I mean, you'd think even set just sediment through from rains and stuff would be brought in there that would bring in different soils. So it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense that it would remain that way for so long. Yeah. It. It. No. It doesn't. Uh, not at all. There's kind of like differing opinion pieces. That and all, there's a family in a house that's like a mile down the road where they, just they keep go like, out there and they just keep spraying it with uh, 
That's literally what I was thinking, and that's why I brought up in your story. I was like, it's probably his family. <laughs> he's had it in their family for centuries. And, like, in your case, it was probably, like, a kid who was like, my crazy-ass grandfather, once he dies, I'm not going to go clear out this hole anymore. Like, why is he so And what, weird? he caused the, the river to flood so he didn't have to anymore? Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. With his his powers. Um, he's yeah. part of that group. There's kind of like differing opinion pieces on the articles that I read on really what the circle is. In one article, I found that the circle has actually shrunk in the past decade or two to 20 feet instead of 40 feet. This article also claims the circle is a salt deposit, and that's why vegetation doesn't grow there. Um, that makes that would make sense. So I I saw some like. Um, they're not first-hand accounts, but it's, like, local lore and legend and things like that. Basically saying that if you went up to the circle at night and you saw the devil himself, you could exchange your soul for powers. And one of them said that a local man had traded his soul for the power to be able to speak off warts and moles from people. It's not what I would have gone with, but okay. <laughs> Just like, bro, what? I thought that was in Georgia. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, no, you didn't get it. No, I didn't. Devil went down to Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he, I think he resides in North Carolina, though. Um, it would make a lot of sense. I've been there and seen some things. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, yeah, so there's there's little like local legends about people like going up to the circle and and things like that, and I'll put like links in the show notes. There is a Reddit thread on like people's firsthand accounts of the Devil's Tramping Ground, and I read through a lot of them. They were more serious. They were funny, so I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna add them in here. Um, so I'll add that in the show notes too. You're welcome to go and read them. But to me, they weren't that interesting. Some of it was like swinging, like a swing, swinging. And all it made me think of was that, that um, ghost kids. That playground. Yeah, that playground. Um, yeah. But I mean. Still need to go there. So my opinion on the whole thing is that I'm, I'm leaning more towards the devil. This is the devil's thinking circle. Like, this is how he thinks. Because when, I, when I'm thinking about something or I'm in a meeting and I need to, like, think about something and, like, vocalize it, I do like to pace. And I think me and the devil have a lot in common. So, what are your thoughts? Well, I've never seen both of you in the same room together, so. We might be the same. Listen, if, I'm just if you find yourself at the devil's tramping grounds and I'm there, just know I'll take your soul to give you a useless power. <laughs> so choose wisely <laughs> what are your thoughts uh, I don't know I feel like there would have to be maybe some kind of energy there whether it's necessarily dark I don't know I don't think it's a healing energy because it just doesn't make sense to me that it would be barren um, so that leans more towards the, the not so great energies and the dark energies, just cause that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that the ground looks, it looks like it's been burnt. So that also kind of leads towards the, the negative energies. Um, 
So whatever you want to call it, I think that's what a lot of this stuff is. It's that people have to have a name for things. And I don't know that it necessarily needs a name. I think it makes sense that energies have to go somewhere and sometimes they latch on to a certain area and, you know, maybe something really terrible happened there at some point and it gave it an anchor. That's the only thing I can think of. Because there's another place that's very similar to this that I don't think it's in the United States, though. But they say that, like, if you go in there, you can't hear anything. Like, everything goes quiet. And it's because of magnetism or something like that. Um, and so I, I've heard of this place and then I heard of that that one. So, I mean, I, I think, I mean, that's the best ex- that's the best thing I can say. It's just like dark energies are attached to that place. And that's why nothing grows there. And it's, there's something about a barren spot that tells you go away. Go home. <laughs> just go don't home. stay here overnight. Don't put your shit in my circle. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Move on. Continue walking and mind your own business. Why are you even leaving um, your house? So whether it's the devil, whether it's a ghost or a spirit, or it's just an energy regardless i won't be going there <laughs> i'll i'll leave it alone cuz it seems like that's what it wants all right so we just had a weird uh disconnecty thingy don't know where we left off i'm pretty sure it was the Fun end fun with of- podcast recording hey pretty sure it was the end of the story i know it was uh you were giving I was your- giving my opinion yeah yeah and i was not important <laughs> I'm just delete that whole thing. I was being me. Um, if, good if job. That helps. Uh, good job. Yeah. It Anyways, was, it was a good story. Very interesting. Um, I kind of want to go there just to see it during the day and then quickly walk away. It is. It, it's a few hours north of me. That's not bad. Um, probably hit up Asheville. That'd be great. I don't know. I don't want to go to this place because what if I get there and I'm like, this really feels like home because I am the devil. Well, then I'll know. Damn it. I don't need to know. Anyways, good job. You good job me. Um, Good job listeners. And Samantha, where can everyone find us on the social medias? They can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Reaper Tales Podcast. What about our email? You can email me on Thursday nights at reapergals at reapertells.com. You can also email her on other days other than Thursday nights. Just That's true. I'll just respond on Thursdays. Um, <laughs> true. It'll be like she got them on Thursday. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Some of you have figured that out by now. Please rate, review, subscribe, all of the things to on whatever platform you use. If you don't use the other ones, but you do it on those two, you get bonus points. Free of charge. Yeah, free of charge. Um, thanks. Um, <laughs> how do we end this again? Oh, yeah. All right. Bye. Until next Love time. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> Tugger, I swear to God, we're going to have a come to Jesus. The Reaper.